Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello, everyone. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here at Lighthouse. Thanks for joining us today. I do have one more announcement for married couples. We are having on Saturday night, March 11th, a marriage night. So this is an evening to invest into your marriage. We try to do one of these at least once a year. It's from 4 to 8.30 p.m. Uh, the cost is $40 per couple. And what we'll be doing is watching some videos on His Needs, Her Needs. They're, it's a wonderful video series. We'll be taking time to, to talk about those, both uh, as couples and also in small groups. We'll have a panel discussion, and then we'll have a wonderful catered meal that's worth the cost of admission. So I would encourage you, uh, men, especially if you're kind of blowing this whole Valentine's Day thing, you can make up for it by just signing up for marriage night and just say, hey, hon, I, I signed this up. I mean, that'll get you so far, you know, that's a great thing. So that's coming up. You can register online or at the Welcome Center. All right, to start today's message, a little trivia, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a photo of a TV family. And then your job is to yell out as loud as you can the name of the family. Now, not the show, okay, but the name of the family. Got it? <laughs> yeah, all right, that's good. Okay, here's the first one. The Huxtables. Huxtables from the Cosby Show. I know, I know it was a trick right off the bat. All right, here's the next one. The This Is Uses. The Pearsons. The Pearsons from This Is Us. Okay, the next one's a little easier. The Goldbergs. I heard it over here. The Goldbergs from The Goldbergs. All right. Everybody should know this one. The Simpsons. Yeah, wasn't a trick. Wasn't a trick. All right, next one. The Tanners. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, we should know this next one, I think. The Bradys. Yeah, from the Brady Bunch. Now, this one is just probably for the younger generation, but if you're old like me and you know it, Great job. All right, so how about this one? The Davenport's impressive from Lab Rats. Lab Rats, it's a Disney show. Those are bionic teenagers. I may or may not have watched that a few times with or without my kids. Um, next one. The Taylors. Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement. Okay, younger generation, I want you guys to guess this one. Next one. <laughs> younger, younger ones are looking at their parents like, what? What was that? The Waltons. I'll tell you, it was really hard to find a photo of the family that was in color. <laughs> so they're all in black and white. And how about this one? The Banks from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. All right, so I have watched, these are all, a lot of these are TV comedies. 
Um, I've watched all of these or many of these and spent hours and hours and uh, was very entertained. But you know one thing that they all had in common was a lot of family drama, right? A lot of family drama. Oh, wait, wait. I forgot one. <laughs> no, that's just a... F- that's just a beer for me, for you. <laughs> the Adams family was close, if your last name was Adams. <laughs> yeah, how about you? Do you have any family drama, maybe? No? Yeah, okay, I got a, I got a, a hand up over there. I know our, our family has had our fair share of family drama. And you know what? When you're in it, it's not very entertaining, is it? No, it's fun to watch from the outside, but it's not fun to live from the inside. Well, the reality is, is that God is all about families. He instituted families. You know, he said, you know, be fruitful and multiply. Get married, uh, have children. And, uh, but this drama can come along with it. But he is not into family drama. In fact, just the opposite. God wants us all to get along. Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Everyone includes our families, right? Hebrews 12, 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. And then 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace. So God's desire is that with all of our family, that crazy uncle, that mean sister, you know, those parents who only think about themselves, whatever it might be, God's desire is that we live at peace with all of them. And to be honest, sometimes it's easier to live with peace with a coworker than it is with our own families because Right? I mean, our, our families know us really well, and, and we have a lot of history with our families. And we've done things, said things that we probably wouldn't have done or said with somebody else. And it's difficult to live at peace with our families, but God's desire is that we live at peace with everyone, including our families. So hold that thought. We're in a message series titled, All In, Giving Life All We Got. And it's a message series about becoming all we can be by giving all that we have. The key scripture for the series is Philippians 2.12. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And the, the key words there are work out your salvation. There's an assumption that we are going to work really hard on this thing called the Christian life or, or following Jesus. And it's going to take effort and energy to get it done. And so in this series, we're looking at several different aspects of our life and saying, what does it look like to work out, to work hard in these different areas? How to go all in in several different areas. So last week, my wife Rose talked about what it means to, be, to go all in, to work really hard on our physical bodies. Right? I mean, God has given us these uh, bodies to, to use for his glory. And so what does it look like to take care of them 
and to extend their life if, if we can. And so um, if you missed that message, you can watch it online uh, off of our website. But today, today we're going to look at what it means to be all in with our families. What does it look like to work really hard on that family relationship? And I don't know about you, but there's been seasons of my life where it was a lot easier to work on reading my Bible or to work on praying or to work on other aspects of my spiritual walk other than working on family relationships because they can be really, really tough. So um, today we're going to be talking about that. We're going to learn from a section of Scripture in 1 Peter chapter 4. You can turn in your Bibles there if you would like. It will also be on the screen But in this section of Scripture, the Apostle Paul, Peter shares some keys to life, and he's teaching us how to live at peace with everyone, and we're going to be applying this specifically today to our families. So 1 Peter chapter 4, starting with verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So today's message is simply going all in with our families. And we're going to give you a couple of points that will hopefully help you in your endeavor to go all in with your families. And I'm going to invite Esther to come up here. Esther is our director of weekend services. And I've asked her to teach the first point today because I really think she's done a great job. I've observed her for several years now, and I think she's done a really good job of finding peace and living at peace with her family, so she's going to help me with this. But first, let me pray. Father, I thank you for um, your word that guides us in all things, even in family relationships. So Lord, I pray that you would help Esther and myself to communicate your heart for living at peace with our families. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing? Great. Here we are. Okay, so um, this is a family, uh, this is a topic that is super near and dear to me uh, just because of the, the work that the Lord has done on my relationship with each of my family members. So let's just jump right in. Um, our first point is we can go all in with our families by loving unconditionally. You can fill that in on your handout. Loving unconditionally. This comes from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. So what does it mean to love? Well, there are many different forms of the word love. Um, in the English language, it's pretty simple. There's just one word for love, and it's love. And that can mean anything from loving your spouse or loving your family to loving your favorite food. 
Uh, but the Japanese language actually has seven different words for love and four different ways to say I love you, additional ways to say I love you, and those are all for different circumstances. And then the Greek language is kind of similar. It has four different words for the word love, and um, again, it's all different meanings, all different circumstances for loving. Um, and so the Greek word for this love here in this text is agape. And agape love is the type of unconditional love that God has for us. It is loving without expectation. An example of this in the Bible is John 3.16. Most of us are probably going to know this scripture, but I'm going to read it anyway. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So the word for love here is also agape. Again, this is God sent his son Jesus to sacrifice his life to save us. It's kind of that, that's the example of agape love. He didn't need anything in return, there was no expectation, and it was unconditional. Wikipedia describes agape love as, I love this definition, the highest form of love. The love of God for man and of man for God. It embraces a universal, unconditional love that transcends and persists regardless of circumstance. I love that. Agape love is not a little thing. It means that when someone wrongs you, you're still going to choose to love them, and then you're going to treat them with love as well. So I want to share an example of how agape love was displayed to me through one of my family members. When I was, I, I would say I was probably 14 or 15, and um, it was kind of dramatic. And so there was a... <laughs> uh, there was <laughs> a situation that happened. Um, and uh, I, I think like my whole family was over. I don't remember the circumstance. And I just remember that I really chewed out one of my brothers. And um, I was very rude to him in front of the whole family. Um, I would say I was mean. I would categorize it as mean. And I'm just very not helpful. And after I stormed off and went to be alone in my room, a little bit later, I would say a couple minutes later, the same brother came back to my room and he like, kind of like knocked on my door and said, so what's going on? And, and, I, and I told him. And he sat with me and I cried because at that point I was like, just too, super distraught, and he held me while I cried. I, I remember like tears getting on his shirt, and he just kind of like held me. And I don't, I don't even know if it was comfortable for him. It might have been very uncomfortable, but he still sat there, and and he displayed agape love. It was the type of love that was unconditional. He could have um, yelled at me in front of the whole family, maybe tried to win that battle, but instead of doing that, he just came and loved me, and displayed love to me. So that's just one example of um, how agape love is displayed through one of my family members for me. Um, so how do we do this? Well, scripture goes on to give us a few points, um, and so we're going to kind of unpack that a little bit. So ways we can love our families unconditionally. This is on your handout. The first one is fully forgive. Fully forgive. This comes from the end of verse 8. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Family is a very interesting thing. Um, I am sure that most of us have been hurt or offended 
by our family at some point in our lives. It's something that happens. It's not great, but it, it, it does happen. Um, one thing that I've learned, though, is that it's really important to remember everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does mess up, and things can get messy. But the way we can deal with that is important. So um, one of those ways is we can forgive. So it's very important that we forgive. Uh, Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So I am the youngest of five kids. I have three older brothers and an older sister. And I would say that overall, my siblings were fantastic. They are fantastic. And they were very kind growing up. I had a lot of friends that had like siblings that were more like bully-ish. And my, my, none of my siblings were like that. They were very, very kind. I had a great family. I have a great family. Uh, but just like any family, there is times that things happen and people get hurt and words might be spoken and um, people might get offended and, like I said, hurt. So a couple years ago, I realized that I did not have a great relationship with each one of my siblings, every, all four of them. I just didn't have a great relationship, not, not where I really truly wanted it. Um, but at the time, I was so unattached and, and not interested that I, I didn't really care. So I, I didn't really reach out. I didn't really try to be friends with them. And I just kind of let it go. But then... When I realized that, I realized I'm not really happy with that. And the Lord highlighted to me that I had a, some offense that was built up. There was unforgiveness that I had harbored in my heart. And that wasn't what the Lord wanted for me. And uh, so I started doing healing prayer sessions. And um, for those of you that don't know, healing prayer is a time when you sit down with a facilitator and you ask the Lord if there's anything he would like to heal. And then um, he might mention something, and then you kind of unpack that, and then there might be some lies that the enemy is told that come out, and then the Lord will reveal his truth. So that's kind of what a healing prayer session is real quick. And then, um, so I started doing that, and I did that for probably, I would say, um, two years, the Lord took me on a forgiveness journey. There was also like friend forgiveness too, but family was like a huge part of that forgiveness journey. Um, every single one of my family members, my immediate family members, I have forgiven at least once in healing prayer. And it doesn't mean that they did anything that was like drastic to me or whatever. It wasn't like they did anything that was really that bad, but maybe I perceived it wrong and I, um, I took offense to that. And that was my subconscious decision to take offense to that. Um, so I did healing prayer and um, for about two years and about a year, a year and a half in, I realized, like, oh, my goodness, I'm starting to feel this, like, like I want to hang out with, with my siblings. And I remember, like, one of the first times asking my mom, like, oh, is, like, we often have, like, Sunday, Sunday lunches, and I'm like, oh, is, is so-and-so coming today? And she's like, no, like, no one's coming to, like, no one's coming today. I'm like, oh, well, is anyone coming next week? Well, no, like, we don't have a family day till this day. Okay, well, is anyone coming over like throughout the week? Like, I just, I just wanted to like see my siblings in in this weird way that like I had never really noticed before or hadn't had before, and um, that's just when this like love just kind of started oozing out um, from me for my siblings, and that was just the Lord bringing freedom um, because I had stepped into um, 
a forgiveness journey. Um, it completely changed my relationships with all my siblings. I have fantastic relationships with every individual in my media family now. That was so like unimaginable for me just a couple of years ago and, and then undesired for me. And now I just want to spend time with them. Yesterday, a bunch of us went to a hockey game and it was so fun to just hang out and um, chat and linger afterwards. Like it's just so fun. And that's been kind of how the Lord has really brought forgiveness into, into my family. Um, okay, so then our next point, that's it for forgiveness. Our next point is another way we can love our families unconditionally is to welcome without complaining. This comes from verse 9. It says, Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. I would just suggest this is, it's like, Maybe it's difficult, but it's a pretty simple solution. Invite people over. Maybe you don't like hosting people. Maybe you like a quiet house. If you're a parent that you don't really like invite your kids over, just do it anyway and just invite them over. If you're a parent that, or a kid that your parents' house is usually like the central hub and so you're not used to having people over, just do it. Like, send out a text. It's really easy to invite your siblings and your parents over and one thing I love about people is um, we've got a, f a few things that we really like in life, and one of them is food. And so food is a really, really, really easy way to get people to come over. You just say, I'm, I'm going to make dinner, or I'm going to get takeout, or um, ask them to pick something up. Like, that's okay. Maybe you call a Chinese restaurant and say, da -da -da, this is what I want. And you send your siblings, like, hey, I placed an order. Can you just pick that up? And like, let's just hang out. It's super easy. I mean, clean your house. That's like helpful. You know, no one wants to come over and like, you know, like grody dirt and stuff. Like, this is gross. But um, just, yeah, you don't want to eat in that either. You know, like, I don't want to eat Chinese like noodles in like a dirty living room. It's gross. Um, but yeah, so just invite people over. It, it's not hard. Um, and then one thing I want to encourage you that if you do that, go in with the expectation that it's going to be fun. Don't go in it with, oh man, I'm going to have people over. I gotta clean now, and I gotta make dinner, and no. Oh, yay, I get to have people over. This is gonna be fun. I'm so excited to spend time with my family. Just change your mindset on that. Um, I wanna read a scripture from Titus, uh, chapter one, verse eight. This is when Paul's talking about being a leader in the church. He says, rather he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. So for me, I live at home with my parents. My siblings frequently come in and out throughout the week and weekends. I don't get a ton of opportunity to invite them over um, because they're over a lot, but also it's, it's not my house. But one thing I'm learning is that when they come over, I can still welcome them and I can still be a host, even if it isn't my house, even if I didn't invite them, I can still play host, and, and maybe that means um, helping clean, helping cook, helping clean up like dishes, wash dishes. Just, just do that kind of stuff, and be welcoming, be hospitable. Okay, and then another way we can love our family unconditionally is to serve faithfully. Serve faithfully. This comes from verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, 
as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So we all have gifts, and we all have ways we can serve people, and we're all unique, and that's fantastic. So some of you might be really good at house projects, some of you might be really good at cleaning um, or organizing, some of you might just like love to cook, or you might like know a ton about cars. Those are all really practical ways that we can serve our family members. Let's say that someone in your family um, had a, has a baby, or they have surgery, or they have like a friend of theirs died. What can you do to help? If you know someone that, um, like, your sister has five kids, and she never gets a break, and you're like, oh, I, really do, I really like kids, and you know what, I have a day off coming up soon, I'm just gonna go over and spend some, some time with them, and maybe she can get some stuff done around the house, maybe she can just get out and, you know, get groceries, like, whatever it is, or maybe you can go get groceries for someone. Um, but there's, there's really practical ways to serve people, and, and if you, like, man, I really don't like cooking, but I know that that would be really helpful, and I think this is what the Lord's asking me to do. Make a lasagna. It's freezeable. Like, situations that, like, it's so, it's so easy to do it. We just have to, like, do it. Um, serving can also be a really great way to bond with your family. I, I love the opportunity to spend more time with, with family. So if you know that someone really, like, they're, they're, change oil light has been on for like a little while and you're like oh my gosh they need they really need to do that well I know how to do that oh I could just do it with them and like I can kind of show them but we can just spend time together and if they're really not understanding how to change oil that's okay like I'm just gonna help them and we can still do it together it's just another like really fun activity that you can just do it's really really simple to serve I personally believe that family is a structure. Um, well, it's the structure that God's made, and I, I believe that it's a structure that we should be able to depend on. And so I guess I just want to encourage you guys to be the person in your family that your family can depend on, that they know, oh, they would love to help me because they like serving, and honestly, I just need some help. Like, if someone asks you to serve, definitely do it. Like, it's so good, and it's so rewarding. It's so much better to give than to receive. All right, and then your last fill-in for me is loving unconditionally requires unconditional actions. Pretty much everything that I'm saying, the gist of it, is there's things that we have to do, things that we should be doing, and we really should go into it without expectations. I don't want to stand up here and say, Go serve, and then you go serve because you're like, well, if I do this, they might do this, or or whatever it is. No, like, go do the stuff without expectations, with without a condition to it. Forgive without a condition. Forgive because you need to. Welcome, not because you want to be welcomed in return. No, welcome because that's just a good thing to do, because the Bible tells us to. That's just a really, really... These are practical ways to show unconditional love, but we need to do them, and we need to do them with, with like a, a pure intentions, if you will. So that is it for me. I'm going to invite Pastor Clint back up here, and he is going to give us our second point. So loving 
unconditionally. First point. Second point is we can go all in with our families by watching our words. Watching our words. Our words matter, especially with our families. I was talking to a young man this past week who, um, he had this long, ongoing, kind of a bickering relationship with his sister. And uh, he wasn't sure why it was happening, but he just didn't get along with her, and they would just kind of argue all the time. And so one time, the family was all getting together, and his girlfriend was with him, and he, she witnessed this really unhealthy relationship between him and his sister, and she said to him afterwards, that's just not okay. You need to, you need to do something about that. And so he decided to sit down with his sister, find a time when it was just the two of them, and he asked her, he said, so when did all of this begin? When did we stop getting along? And she said, do you really want to know? He goes, yeah, I really want to know. She said, well, it was 10 years ago when you told me, you said, you're not a very good mom. And that hurt me. And, and I guess we, I've been holding it against you because we haven't gotten along ever since. And, and he, oh, he felt so sorry. He didn't even remember saying it, but he could see himself saying it. And so he apologized and said, no, you're a great mom, and I shouldn't have said that. And ever since then, their relationship has been restored, and they now have a good sibling relationship. But what was amazing to me when I heard that story is that it was just six careless words that, that hurt and divided this relationship for 10 years. For 10 years, our words matter. See, as, as family members, our words carry more weight than the rest of the world. As Esther said, we're supposed to be able to depend on our family unit. And so we look to our family for encouragement as well. And so when we get words like that, they sting and they, and they go deep. We need to watch our words. We need to be careful with what we say. 1 Peter 4.11 says, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. That's how we're supposed to speak, especially to our family. So how does God speak? Well, God speaks truth. He does do that, but he always speaks truth in love. And, and really, we should not be starting. That shouldn't be our, our in with our families is, it's my job to always tell them when they're missing it. That's, that's not our job. Our job is to lift them up, to encourage them, to speak the very words of God. Colossians 4.6 says this, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone full of grace. That's how we're supposed to speak. Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. We, always, we all know that nursery rhyme, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. What a lie. What a lie. Rose has been on this 
healing prayer journey here at the church and led a lot of people on the healing prayer journey themselves. And you know, many, many, many times the healing is from words. Words spoken, and most of the time, by a family member or not spoken by a family member. Those words hurt. The tongue has the power of life and death. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And we know this. We know if we're a follower of Christ, that our job is to speak words that benefit others. But it is so important to speak words that benefit our family members, to encourage them, to lift them up. Now, when it comes to our families, I don't know about you, but I sometimes let my guard down, and I just say a lot of careless words. Anybody? Am I the only one that you get around family and and saying something encouraging is, is pretty low on the list of words you want to say, right? Um, and so I've, I've, made a, I've made a lot of mistakes, said things I, I wish I wouldn't have. But, you know, there's, there's a way to make up for it, though. I will say this. You can fill this in. The two most beneficial words to say to a family member is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apologize. Admit that you were wrong. I mean, be really sorry. I mean, parents, I can tell you, I mean, it is super beneficial to hear an apology as a child from your parents. I mean, from little on up to adult children, to have our parents apologize to us is so powerful. But as a parent, I can tell you it's really hard to do. Right? It's hard to admit that we were wrong, that we did something wrong. But I would just say, when it comes to our family, whether it's brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, whatever it may be, using those two words, I'm sorry, will go so, 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 so far. I know people who have told me that their parents have never told them, I'm sorry. They've never apologized. Don't be that type of family member. Now, I I would venture to say that each of us probably has an apology that we could make to one of our family members today, right? I know I could probably give one to all of my family members (laughs) at any point in time. So be free with saying those words. It goes a long, long way. But it takes humility, but it's well, well worth it. So... Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.